If you want to make your dream become reality, the people that are running after their dream know they're going to have hard times. They keep on running because they're saying within themselves, I'm the one, I'm the one. No matter how bad it is or how bad it gets, I'm going to make it. What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am here for the Sunday Sermon. Cue the effing church music. I'm just saying. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, who is massively, and I mean massively, important to the Sunday Sermon episodes and all the other episodes, besides the ones he's not on, of the MSEO Project, the pastor of disaster, DJ, DJ God. What's going on? John, what is it? Vaughn Von Jovi. Vaughn Jovi. Vaughn Halen. Vaughn Halen. Diesel. What are all the man of many names? Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm start calling you. The man of many names. The man of many names. So, the man of many names. What's going on with you, dude? Uh, things are busy, exciting. Yeah. We got some pretty exciting things coming up here yeah. in your life and mine, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, getting ready to fly to Idaho to do our first Arte uh, Syndicate Summit. Which is our highest, uh, our our highest level uh, business group that we run. Yeah. Uh, with Ed Milet, excited to do this first summit. I'm I'm really excited to get to know everybody and meet everybody and uh, and I'm I'm really excited to see what's going to come out of it. Yeah. Did you hear the bad news today? The sad news. Dude, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude, I knew what you were talking about because it bummed bucks, me out. The young bucks aren't going to know. No, man. It's fucking no. yeah. Smokey and the Bandit. Right. You know, dude. That was like one of the shows that got me into cars. Well, I wondered if you were also a fan of Cannonball Run. Yeah, dude. And then what else was he in? He was in uh Best uh, Little Whorehouse in Texas, which no, I no, never no, saw. No. I didn't watch that. Come yeah. On. Come on now. Yeah. That's, Smokey, <laughs> Smokey I know you watched it though. The Longest Yard. The Longest Yard. That's yeah. a recent movie he was in. Well, you know, about 10 remember years that ago. was a remake? Yeah, but he was in the he was, he in, was the, in the remake, the remake too. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Adam Sandler. Um, Dude, he, guy, he's OG. He's iconic, man. Yeah, that's kind of sad. He's got the he's got the mustache and the iconic. Yeah, and I 70s usually hair. don't like, like say like, damn, dude, that guy's died. Like yeah. when it's a celebrity, but like, fuck, damn, man. Yeah, that's a you big know? deal. Like, yeah, he's, he's for for guy. I mean, you're not as old as I am, but for guys that are even remotely close, he's kind of OG. He's dude, the, I, I want to. Dying is the realization that oh wow, we we're getting been, old. We're getting a little old. Dude, yeah. I want to get a a semi truck like the one he had in the in Smoking yeah. the Bandit. With the with the mural on the side, yeah. dude, you know what they were you you know what they were hauling in that movie, right? No. Coors Light. Oh, Coors Light. Coors Light, which happens to be my beer of choice. So so young youngins and now out all there. these fucking snobs that listen right now are like, oh, right. Andy, that's not a real fucking beer, <laughs> right? Like all these motherfuckers, they they yell at me anytime I post a Coors Light, like it's like I'm some sort of peasant. Well, you know what? I am a fucking peasant, yeah. and I like Coors Light. And you if you gotta I'm... go, if you gotta go drink a fucking craft beer <laughs> right? to feel cool. Then you ain't my fucking kind of people, right? Well, we're also in no, yeah. I true confessions. I've literally never in my life had a Coors Light. Well, we're gonna have to change that. Or a Bush. Bush is not good. Bush is like a really like a syrupy, corny yeah. taste in beer. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What about Michelob? What about Michelob? Yeah, Michelob. I think of is like golf beer. Like that's what I think of. Like when you go golfing, you're gonna drink Michelob. Well, I lost a. It's bet. funny. This is a funny conversation. Yeah. Like, what do you think of? Like, Tyler, what do you think of whenever you hear like Michelob? Uh, girls, it's a very easy, smooth beer. So I like a not lot Michelob of girls. Ultra. I'm just talking about Michelob. Oh, Michelob. Uh, 
I don't really see it being drank that much. But I see it you a, you saying like country club with my yeah, it's like a golf beer. Yeah, like it's it got is the a weird bottle golf, shape. Yeah. like does it still have that weird bottle shape? I couldn't tell. Well, you. I lost a I lost a bet to Drew, and he wanted a couple cases of Michelob Gold. Yeah, but then you bought gold him two six packs. Like, yeah, you called them cases again. <laughs> Fun fact, everybody: Vaughn does not know what a case of beer is. <laughs> Vaughn Vaughn tells Drew that he buys him two cases of beer, and it's two fucking six packs, and we're like. Where's the rest of it? He's like, what are you talking about? Those two cases right there. There's like two little handles of six packs. So for everyone listening, Vaughn is is such a good guy. He doesn't even know what a case of Do beer is. Do you know is. I went to a school that was so conservative that we jokingly had a root beer keg party, but nobody knew how to open the keg. Shut up, dude. No, that's true. It's <laughs> actually true. You're making that up. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, but that's one of your dad jokes. Back to Smokey and the Bandit, would you agree that those who have not seen that movie, who are too young, need to go and get that, get a hold dude, of that Dude, that's movie? when movies were movies. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was classic. now it's like all, you know, how many special effects can I make yeah. and this and that, and that's cool. But Cannonball like, Run's pretty I darn good, I feel like the storylines mm-hmm. of older movies are better than now. Oh, yeah. Like, now, it, like... Now like, it's you rely on CGI. Dude, yeah, it's yeah. it's CGI. It's weak stories. Yeah, you know it's it's high sarcasm humor, mm-hmm. which is like you know like look at um look at the commercials nowadays. Like how cheesy the sarcasm humor they try to go with. Right. Like they're trying to be sarcastic and funny and mm-hmm. and like witty, but it's not funny. Yep. Like I don't know. I just feel like it was better. Like it was it, they had better stories then. Yeah. You know. I agree. I agree. So what are we talking about? Dude, so I figured what I, I don't know. Like we don't really have an agenda today. We could keep talking about smoking the bandit. <laughs> we could. Yeah. I think I don't know if we need to do it on this one, but people wanted me to tell the story about how my dog saved my I think my that's a great story. Life. Okay. Yeah, tell it. You know what we could talk about? We could talk about how dogs teach us everything we need to know about being good people. Well, you know what? The one thing I was gonna ask you was like out of all your years. In, in the ministry and what you what you did and like yeah. you've been around it your whole life basically yeah you know you met a lot of good people right yeah and a lot of people that weren't so good yeah and I was curious I'm just curious like when you where do you rank on those people? Oh, I don't I'm not worried about that <laughs> dude I don't answer to you or anybody else no you don't yeah so <laughs> I answer to God himself that's right and I'm okay with who I'm living. Um, I don't, I don't look for validation from other people, no, I but get like, it. and you know, I don't, yeah, yeah, like, no, I know. like, uh, and I think, I think, I mean, and I think it's extremely valuable asset to have. Yeah, honestly. it is. It is. And I, I actually, cause you know that I struggle with that, Yeah, you know? So I, I like being around somebody who doesn't really care at all what people think about them. Yeah. I mean, in a good way, you know, you've talked about, there's a good well, sense. It makes you There's effective. a good sense if we should care in insofar as we should want a good reputation. Oh no, for sure. But, I yeah. you care on the on the large scale, yeah. you know, like uh on the on the big scale and the big scheme of things, you absolutely care. Yeah. But if I go on stage and say something stupid or or mess up or yeah. you know, or I you know, I curse too much or whatever, I don't yeah. I do not dwell on that shit. No. Like it's just no. not something that bothers it, me. It but. would be interesting to explore that topic a little bit, but I'll tell you something that you might be surprised about. So today, I was on the phone with uh, Sprint, who's just the worst. You know, I'm not gonna lie; I've had a horrible, horrible experience with Sprint. You know, and uh, I was just getting the runaround for literally like close to an hour, and we've got a lot, a lot going on, and this very seldom happens, but like, I lost it. Like, I started literally 
She's like, gosh darn it. No, I'm no. Ta- I'm honestly, tired of waiting honest, on this no, phone honestly, call. No, honestly, I lost it. Like, I went off on this guy. and uh, What's I, your going off? Oh, I had a string of... I, I used the F word a couple times. No, you didn't. I did. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, Which I was one? actually. Food? No. Which one? Frank? Uh, for, Fun? For unlawful carnal knowledge. Yeah. Yes. And I used that and I used a host of other ones and I and I, and I I was really angry because I really felt like I was getting the runaround. Did you say gosh darn it? Uh, no. Yes, you did. No. I didn't say Jesus or gosh darn it or anything like that. I just, I was just very, very angry. I just blew up. But uh, I got it done. You know, yeah. and I, I got I got what I wanted done, and I, I did feel bad, and I apologize for for getting angry with him, but it took a lot, and it is true. Like when you care about what other people think, sometimes you have legitimate, legitimate rights and legitimate things that you need to get done. That you think that that sometimes you do need to get harsh, and Dude, sometimes you do it. need to get and mean. You got sometimes you got to yeah. fucking force yeah. it. Yeah, and I don't and, think people not understand that. Well, that no, we're and, always told to, to and if think you feel about bad other people afterwards. That's okay. Yeah. Apologize. Yeah, yeah. And say, hey, bro, I'm sorry I said yeah. that, but here's the deal: I got to get this shit done. Like yeah. this is not a game. Yeah, you know, and I have other things I need to do, and they're important. And you guys kept me on hold for an hour. Right. I didn't mean to personally insult you. I'm more mad at. Right. The entire that's system. That's kind of what here, I said, basically. You know, and and that's it. And I appreciate you getting it done for me. Yeah. And but it, isn't it interesting that we assume we're taught so much to consider other people, which is a good. Obviously, we've done that on this on this uh, podcast. But we've we're taught so much about serving other people that we sometimes forget that you know what all of us have legitimate rights and we have legitimate things that expectations expectations yeah, for sure. and it's not wrong to no. if those expectations are getting unjustly trampled on to stand up for that's ourselves. Dude, and you know what? Yeah. That That's like a balance, right? Yeah. Like right now I'm reading a really good book, dude, uh, by Jocko. Yeah. Who, who we're going to get to see next week. That's awesome. Uh, he's coming in on Wednesday, uh, which is I'm really excited about because I don't really look up to people, um, mm-hmm. you know, but he's a guy that I truly, like, genuinely respect. You know what I mean? Right. And it's not a surprise that he's he's someone that has served our country uh, and that's why you respect him so well, much. Yeah, but yeah. he's also yes, I do and I respect anybody who's done that. But yeah. there's the guy understands leadership, mm-hmm. right? And he talks about and I'm reading his new book. He sent me a a, a review copy and signed it, which I thought was that totally awesome. cool cuz he yeah. didn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh and I'm reading it and he talks about the dichotomy of leadership, how leadership is like a balance, right? Like you're, for example, you don't want to be too friendly with your employees so that they take advantage of you. We just talked about this today. Right. So that they take advantage of you and you don't want to be too distant that they think you don't fucking care. Right. Right. And, and leadership is not something that you can like set and just walk away from. You know, like a lot of things in business are systematic and you can like set it there and then walk away from it. Leadership is something that takes constant observation and tweaking on a on a day by day basis to get in the right. And mm-hmm. then even when you get it right, if you let it go, it'll go bad again. Right. So um, a lot of people think they suck at leadership when in reality, they're just not doing it right. Right. But what I was getting to um, was that that balance has to be the hardest thing. That's in the world. right. The hardest thing in the world. Oh, dude. It's but you've got to be so aware yeah. to be aware of what's yeah, happening. Yeah. And not everybody is that aware. They're just not. Mm-hmm. So your goal is to help people become aware and understand the process of leadership. You know, I figured out all that and I know we're changing subjects. No, it's fine. This but, is good. Um I cha- I figured that out over like I text Jocko and I said I read like I'm like halfway through the book. I te- by the way, 
I do not wholeheartedly endorse books. Like my my friends have a book, I'll put it up and fucking say swipe up. Mm-hmm. This is a book that you have to fucking buy. Right. This is a book that you must read. And if I had had this book, I believe twenty years ago, I would be a fucking billionaire by now. The dichotomy of leadership. Yeah, because dude, it's it's I've learned what he's saying, and I text him this, and I, I've learned what he's saying, but I've never seen it written down. Like it's something that I've learned through experience, the hard way, but I've never seen it written down and. Like my mind's like, it's like a confirmation for me. Like I'm reading it and I'm like, dude, exactly. Like that's exactly how it is. You know what I mean? Right. But I never, I never had it taught to me. I had to learn it the hard way. And, you know, I'm so excited that he wrote this book because I think it's going to really help a lot of people. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, Um, I don't know where the fuck I even got off on that. We were talking about something. What were we talking about? Well, I'm not exactly sure, but what I was talking about the, I was going to get into the balance of something. Well, I mean, this is the thought that went through my mind is just, you know, I know this is on the Sunday sermon, but I do think this has applications both to being a good person, but also success and everything. And that is that, you know, you talked about that balance between being nice and being present, but also being a person of authority, like for leadership. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I was going to say, you know, just like that balance of leadership, that balance of standing up for yourself is something that people have a hard time understanding. A lot of people aren't aware enough to know when they should stand up and when they should sit the fuck down and shut up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And dude, that could cost you a lot over your life. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about just like, you know, standing up for yourself because you got bad customer service, but right. let's say you're in a company and, you know, you say, "Oh, I'm standing up for myself." And 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 in reality, the whatever just made you say that was something that had nothing to do with you. Right. Right? right, right. And now you stand up and make this like, I'm standing up for myself. And then your superiors look at you like, this guy's kind of fucking dumb. <laughs> right. Like he doesn't really get it. Right. You know, and that could take you down a notch. So you have right. to be real careful about that balance when the time is and when the time isn't. You know what right. I mean? And, right. and, you know, you go to any, you know, any, uh, you know, redneck fucking bar in the country and you're going to find a bunch of dudes to stand up for themselves all the time. Fucking stand up for everything I fucking believe. Blah, blah, blah. Guess what those people are? Broke. Yeah. Right? Right. There's a time to say shit and there's a time right. to not. Absolutely. And being situationally aware of when those times are is something that a lot of people never take into account. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. No, it makes sense. And and kind of a different tweak on that. And I know we're hitting a lot of different subjects. But and we'll, by the way, we'll, I we'll like come. redneck bars. I'm just saying yeah. that when you fucking talk too much shit, you don't get very far in business. Right. Like, if I had to choose the bar I go to, I'm going to a hole-in-the-wall bar with country music and sitting there and drinking beer with fucking dudes who probably fucking do construction because they're the salt-of-the-earth people. Those are the people I love. Those are the people I grew up around. And that's honestly the kind of person I am. Yeah. You know? So I'm not dogging. I didn't want to sound that as a dog. I'm just no, saying I, I, those people yeah. have a lot of trouble. They create a lot of problems for themselves for doing that. And right. I know that because I'm around them. Right. No, 100%. Um, no, I, I was just going to say, for what it's worth, I mean, you're talking about the balance of leadership. We're talking about this balance of recognizing that our purpose is to serve other people, but also to realize that we we have to serve ourselves on some level. So there's, there's that tension. But I was just going to throw this out there since we're covering a lot of topics, and I think it's kind of relevant to what we're talking about right now. And that is that it's more and more evident to me that the vast majority of human beings on this planet think that everything in life is an either or. So uh, as an example... My wife, in our circles, she can take some heat from, and it depends on the the two extremes. 
so she's a great mom and she's also someone who's who has a career. And so from the people who are super hyper conservative who think that women should only be home uh, in the family as as uh, wives and mothers, they're kind of judging her for you know having a career. But then you have the super career people that are over there saying, well, why don't you just dedicate more of yourself to your career and and uh, you know get a, get another nanny and whatever. And it just seems like the average person doesn't doesn't realize that we don't have to choose either or. She can choose to be a wife and mother, and she can choose to be a, a career woman, and she can excel at both of those. And I and I I I, I know this doesn't immediately connect with what oh, we're talking about, no, but the does. whole balance of because it comes it does connect because we're talking about the lack of awareness, right? Because most people, including a lot of the people listening, will look at other people doing things a different way than they're doing them and say that's wrong, right? Which that's or, or they'll or they'll look at it and say, oh well, that balance is so impossible that you're never going to get it, so don't even try. Whereas I just well, how feel do like you know, how I, do they know how you how you see balance? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's something I've struggled with. I would be honest with. Um, you know, I used to really look at other people and say, dude, you're fucking it up. You know. Right. Um, and now I just try to look at people and and give them um, the benefit of the doubt and say, you know, well, maybe they look at life a little bit differently than I look because mm-hmm. we all look at life through different glasses, right? What's important to me is probably not important uh, to you. And I'm just saying you as, as an example. Um, but, you know, the, the problem comes in is when people who you care about and who you love and who you respect don't have the awareness to understand what I'm talking about. And then they look at us and they say, well, dude, you're totally screwing up your life. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I was told that right. by my friends, by girlfriends, by people close to me, by people that were related to me, you know, and, and things weren't going well when I was told that. So what did I believe? I believe, yeah, hey, fuck, I maybe, right. maybe I am, you know? Right. And uh, really what it is, is I was just doing things differently. And I think that our life becomes a lot less stressful and a lot less frustrating when we can just look at people and just realize that they see things different than us and just accept it. Yeah. You know, and I think that's something that, um, especially when you're competitive and especially when you're an entrepreneur type A, you know, competitive person, it's real easy to get caught up in judging other people. You know what I mean? Right. Because you feel superior. You're like, I'm a winner. I do this. I do that. You know, and they're fucking losers. And that's not the case. The case is, is that um, other people, other people put their priorities onto us. And so when we do everything different, we feel like we're losers or we're doing something wrong. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And those people, like somebody might be completely fucking happy. Like maybe they, you know, they're working construction and they're home at every day at four o'clock and, and they're up every day early and they get to have coffee with their wife and spend time with their kids. Dude, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. That's fucking respectable. You know what I mean? I, I respect that. Mm-hmm. It's just not my thing. It's not my right. thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like I like the life I live. I like it control being controlled chaos. You know, and if it wasn't like that, I'd be bored. Right. You know, the nights I do go home and when I'm chilling, at, you know, on the couch by seven o'clock, dude, I'm fucking bored. I'm bored. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and uh, it's just a different kind of person that appreciates different things. I, yeah. And I think a lot of people's negativity that they have in life 
comes from them, not the other people. It comes from them judging other people for what it is they're doing that they feel it might be wrong and being frustrated about it and then getting mad about it when it really has nothing to do with them. Right. You know, it's it's just something I observe. Like, you know, when people say these blank statements about how society is completely fucked, well, I would agree that there's things about society that could be improved, but to say it's completely fucked, right? that's not true. There's a lot of really good things going on Absolutely. in the world. Yeah, yeah, for and when sure. You, and when you start to see people and appreciate what they're doing differently than you, well, then instead of being frustrated all the time, you can actually be grateful and say, dude, I'm glad he does that and I'm happy that he's happy. You know what I mean? Like you see a carpenter who's a fucking great carpenter and he does amazing, you know, artistic carpentry and he's fucking happy. Dude, you could appreciate that. You don't have to say, oh, this guy could be running a fucking huge construction company that does this, this, this. And he's so dumb because he doesn't realize it. Maybe he doesn't want that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a real freedom that comes when you come to a point of maturity and you can just really enjoy this where not only do you not feel the need to judge anybody else based on how you do things, but you also, if somebody says to you, well, that's that's just not my thing. That's not the way that I do things. You personally don't feel judged, you know. So yeah, it's, exactly, it's, that's it's, another you know aspect. It's, yeah. it's when you're when you're so secure in what you're doing that you're not pointing the fingers at somebody else, but you're also not so sensitive thinking everybody's pointing the finger at you. Yeah, you know, no, I that's mean, a great point. It's it's uh, and that's a maturity process. And I would also say that that's kind of dynamic. I would say that sometimes you can come to a certain point of maturity, but then you kind of let yourself degenerate a little bit. Um, I don't think it's like you suddenly get to that point of maturity where you're so secure that you're never you never feel judged. You never judge anybody else. I think we have to constantly Dude, I kind had of a, renew I had a guy our commitment come up to, to me that. About a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, and I was driving one of my cars, and he goes, "How many car?" He goes, and he said it like this: "How many fucking cars do you have?" And I'm like, I'm looking at him, and I'm like, I got a few, and he goes, "At least I know where my fucking money's going," and walked off. Wow. All right. So like 10 years ago, right. I would have probably like physically confronted that guy right. and got out of the car and been like, dude, you're a fucking prick. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know what I did? I fucking laughed it off and I said, dude, that guy's having a bad fucking day. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I didn't get like 10, you know, 10 years ago, legitimately, there was a chance I might've like fought that guy. You know what I mean? Or right. got out and felt the need to explain it and be like, dude, I own seven other companies. I travel all over the world. I do this and this and this and this and explain that you're buying for me over here at my supplement company is actually very little of what I fucking do. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, absolutely. But I didn't do that. I just laughed. I said, yeah, that dude's having a bad day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's all you can do. That's, and that's what you're the talking about yeah. by growing through it. You absolutely. Know what I mean? 100%. So uh, we've covered a lot of uh, territory. Um, Have we? I feel like we have. I feel like you're just in a hurry to get the fuck out of here. It's three forty-five. <laughs> well, actually, I was going to ask you a question. Um, oh, oh, I was okay. going to ask you a question. Ax- I was going to ask you one. Um, That's racist. <laughs> I on the racist. Why did you assume it had anything to do with race? Obviously, because I'm racist too. Uh, you are. Yeah. No, I was just referring to your ax your ax sto- story. No, but um, I actually want to know, and this is a little cheesy, but since I know you like dogs. And since I want you to ask me the same question, because um, I like dogs, you talk about Oscar, right? What, what, seriously, what did he teach you? 
What was what was the lesson of his life for you? Oscar is Andy's dog yeah, that he had for eight years. At eight years during the during the years that you were really building it, right? You yeah. hadn't you hadn't kind of arrived, had you? The be- no, fuck no. Okay, I was struggling. He went yeah, to work yeah. with me every day. Yeah. So and he's a bulldog, American bulldog, American bulldog. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing that I've been able to learn from just not just him, but any dog, is that <laughs> everything's going to be all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you you could come home, you could be frustrated, you could be mad, you could be angry. But your dog's still going to be happy to see you. And, right. you know, uh, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. Everything's going to fucking, it, it just, it's something I think turns the volume down on the rest of life. Yeah, you know what I mean? I think so too. I love dogs. They it's, have an amazing capacity just to have a, you know, chill attitude yeah. and, and loyalty and, they know and love. Some, they know when you're stressed yeah. and when you're upset. Oh, and they do extra to make you happy. <laughs> when, when Kasha broke our engagement, like I lived by myself. I was completely alone. Rudy jumped up on the, on the couch put his head on my shoulder. He knew exactly what was going on. Like Dude. not on my shoulder. He put my head, his head on my lap, but, uh, just, you know, they had their super empathetic, but Dude, one time, one time in college I had, was dating this girl and then I was kind of dating two girls. Let's be real about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so I fucking, uh, one of them was staying at my house and, uh, like 6.30 in the morning. The other one, like sh- St. Patrick's Day, I'll never fucking forget this shit. So the other one shows up at my at, at my house and is beating on my window at like 6.30 in the morning, like with fucking these big-ass green glasses and a fucking leprechaun hat and shit. And I'm like laying in, and I had a roommate, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I go, Ryan must be locked out. And I told the other girl, I said, and I'm not going to name any names because I don't right. want to embarrass anybody, right. but... It was, uh, I said, I said, I think Ryan's locked out. Will you go let him in? <laughs> dude, and it was the other girl that oh I was fucking gosh. talking to. And like, dude, they both blew up on me. Like fucking, like, like literally I thought I'm like, I might get hurt. Like for real. Cause they were like fucking, they were together and they were like right. motherfucking me. Like fatal attraction. Yeah. They fucking like. teamed up on me and I'm like, holy shit, what do I got to do? So I made the one leave and then I had to take the other one home. And the whole ride home, dude, the fucking other one was holding a pen in her hand. And I like thought like a gripping it hard right. and like fucking legit thought I was going to get stabbed with the pen <laughs> across the fucking seat. So like I got her out of the car. I went home and I didn't know what to do because like I had never had that happen before. Right. Like I basically got caught like, you know, right. got caught two timing. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so. I called my dad. My dad, I was like, Dad, you're never going to fucking believe what the fuck happened. And I told him the whole story. He's <laughs> laughing his ass off because my dad, that's happened to my dad lots of times. All right? <laughs> right, that's right, kind of right. that's kind of dude my dad is. Right. right. Um, and he goes, well, it's a good thing you got Oscar. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, yep, that's so true. true. Yeah, dude. It's so and true. And Oscar's sitting over in the corner. I can remember being on the phone. I look over at him and he's smiling and shit. And I'm like, come on over here, dude. We went to the fucking park and hung out. That's awesome. It fucking made it all go away. Yeah. So you know? I so I'm married with three little girls under four, and I tell you, there are times I just open up my open up my uh, phone, look at the picture of Rudy, and say, "Bud, I wish you were here." With all this, oh, I est- bet. with all this estrogen, yeah, it's nice to have uh, to have him around. But no, I'll tell the story. So, um, a little back backstory. So my dog was supposed to be a rescue dog, but he flunked because he has hip dysplasia because uh, a, a lot of yellow Labradors have hip dysplasia, which basically just means they have bad hips. And um, so he ran a little funny, but 
So he's supposed to be a rescue dog. And over the course of my life, there were different things that I think would, would qualify as that. Um, I was once uh, almost beat up by a skinhead, and it was the only time. That's it, your own type. What's that? That's your own type yeah, of people. Right. Well, your this own guy people going to beat this, you up? Yeah, this guy was a little bit of a Nazi skinhead, but uh, he, he was going to beat me up, and it was the only time really in 13 years of having Rudy that my dog showed a side of himself that I've never seen before, wait, never wait, seen wait. since. What, let's go back to the yeah. getting beat up story. No. What did you do? <laughs> you did something. No, well, <clears throat> basically, I lived in a residential area with a, you know, had a lot of kids and grandmothers and all that kind of thing. And this guy talked to his girl or something. No, no, yes, no, you no, were. no. And this guy like you were barrels- trying to you were trying to ghostwriter no, a book. Oh, you're ruining the story. <laughs> no. So this guy's he's like driving down our street and and uh, and he's just going super loud with his music blaring and everything. And so I yelled out at him. I'm like, slow down. No, you, know? you didn't. No, I did. I did. I because I was I thought he was stupid for driving that fast down a residential street. Well, he stops and my dog's, you know, looking at flowers or yeah. whatever, you know, sniffing and just enjoying the enjoying the uh, foliage. And this guy stops, pulls back, gets out and says, what? And I'm thinking, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets out. He's like this skinhead looking guy. He starts walking around, walking over to me. And I didn't know. And I was like, listen, dude, I'm not trying to, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. There's just lots of kids around here. You're driving too fast and uh, you just need to slow down. And he goes, oh, hell no. And he starts like walking toward me. And I'm thinking, I'm okay. I'm going to get beat up. There's going to be, you know, local pastor in the hospital (laughs) because beaten up by skinhead. And all of a sudden it was just like a, a switch flipped. And I've never seen my dog ever in 13 years respond this way. He became the most vicious, snarling, attack dog looking guy I've ever seen in my life. And and this guy like stops because he's kind of taken back by it. And Rudy's just like, whoa, 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 you know, and he's going to, and like I rolled with it. I was like, hold, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, funny. Yeah. So, uh, and so I looked at him, and this is true. I actually said this, and I go, dude, this doesn't have to get messy. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, I dude. Did. You're I so said it. Shit. No, I said it. Tyler, true so, or not true? No, it's true. You know it's know. true because it's cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. But uh, but anyway, he took off, and then the minute I he wish re- we could Instagram pull this right now. Yeah, the, <laughs> true or not true? The, 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 the hashtag, yeah. But the minute he uh, the minute he left, Rudy was back to normal. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, so fast forward, I get married. We have our first kid. We. Uh, our our first our oldest Lila is on the bed. She's an infant. She's kind of at that at that stage when you're an infant where you're it's a it's been a couple months now. You have a little bit of strength. You can move around, but you're not gonna you're not really gonna move like you're not gonna start walking or anything. So we thought that she would be fine. Um, we thought that she would be fine taking a nap on the on our on our bed. And so Kasha was gone, and I I was uh, gonna clean up, so I was gonna go downstairs and. My dog Rudy did something kind of funny. Whenever he wanted to go out, he almost like started tap dancing, yeah. and it was kind of weird. He always did this kind of weird tap dance. But anyway, so I had just taken him out. I went downstairs. About five minutes later, he starts doing his tap dancing thing again, and and I and he was making noise, and I yelled up and I was like, "Dude, quiet down! Baby's trying to sleep," and he keeps on doing it, and it's really pissing me off. And and I'm like, "Rudy, stop it!" And he, and he goes and he starts barking. I'm like, okay, I guess he has to go again. So I walk up and he runs over, like 
as I walk up, he starts running into the room where, where the baby is, where Lila is. And I walk in there and I notice that she has actually shifted her weight to where, I don't know if you know what these things are, but sometimes you, sometimes there's this thing you can buy and it's like a little, I don't know, it's like a little rail to keep basically that you hook to your bed to keep kids from falling off basically. Well, she had she had shifted in a really weird way to where her her neck was propped up on a part of that rail, and it was it was constricting her airflow, and she was literally like <gasps> like she couldn't breathe. And so I ran in there, and she even as an infant, Lila wasn't much of a crier. She's not a real cuddly girl. She's very strong willed. But anyway, so I sweep her up, pick her up, and uh, she just bursts into tears and literally just like holds me for about ten minutes finally calms down. And I'm so involved in this whole thing that I didn't realize what happened. But I walk out and Rudy's sitting down and I was like, all right, dude, you need to go out. You need to go to the bathroom. And all of a sudden that's when it dawned on me like, oh crap. He was telling you. He was telling me. Yeah. He was telling me about, about Lila. So it was really cool. And, uh, and they had kind of a special bond before he died. And, you know, it's, it, for me, the, I know it's kind of cheesy, but for me, the lesson that I think is relevant to my life and relevant to everybody's is that he was supposed, he was quote unquote meant to be a rescue dog. He flunked, but he still did what he was meant to do. Yeah. So I always tell people, like, you know, be like a dog, love your family, only be violent when you have to, and always be there to serve, and you'll do what you're meant to do, regardless, like, regardless of whatever happens in your life. It's great advice, man. That's a good story. I like hearing that story. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. So, you're going to get another dog anytime? Uh, not for anytime soon because my, my wife wants to get dogs that don't shed. And the only dogs that don't shed are like foo foo dogs where they like crossbreed them with poodles and stuff. Yeah. And that's not a real dog. That's yeah. not a man's dog. No. So, I'm and you're not, a real man. You I need am. a real man's dog. I am. I need a real man's dog. <laughs> kicking a, kick a skinhead's so, ass. Hey, you know shit. what? We need to announce our winners. <laughs> Well, I, dude, you're the real man. You better take this okay, fucking Okay, I better do it. Well, now, I, since you have the final word on everything, you have to decide. We said three, right? I don't know. I I don't fucking remember. Okay, well, we uh, here's you need to decide this. So it's either, I, you either need to tell me to pick two women and one man, or two men and one woman, or two men and two women. Uh, We'll do two and two. Okay. All right. The winners are Tom Retcher. It might be Wrecker. I don't know. He's an audiologist. And an entrepreneur, Chris DeBrock is uh, he runs CD Industries, which I think is like a laundry service. Um, Carly Demuth Demuth works for the government. Wants to start her own clothing line, and I guess is doing that. She works for the government, uh, like a government contractor yeah, she or can't something. Come then. Oh, <laughs> and then Carmela Gosler, who is uh, who is a, um, I think she runs like a. She wants to build a salon, like a, like a hair empire. Okay, I guess so. How are you going to help her with that? You got no hair. That's true. But if she could grow my hair, but then see she'd... the good thing is, is I have I look better sexy, without hair. Beautiful hair. That's true. And I'll be able to help her. Tyler's got beautiful man man mane. Yeah, we'll be able to help her figure out her hair stuff. So Tom, Chris, Carly, and Carmela, uh, congratulations! And I we don't know when we're flying them out yet. Is Not that yet. correct? No. Okay, probably so, November. Probably November. Yeah. All right, guys. So, good good story, dude. Thanks, I man. like that, man. It makes you feel good. Yeah. Well, dogs make you feel good, you Fuck know? Yeah. Yeah. My favorite part I, honestly, of Honestly, people think that I'm psycho for this, but I mean, the day my dad died was pretty much the worst day of my life, but a very, very close second would be the day my dog died. Oh, dog there's died. no question that that yeah. was the worst day I ever had. Yeah. yeah. Oscar it, died in my arms. Yeah. So it was it, fucking ugh, horrible. Ugh. Um, 
We've I I remember saying this to you, and I I, I was Dude, really I surprised. Even, I couldn't even look at people for. I came to work like three or four days later. I couldn't even fucking look at anybody. Like if they even said anything to me about it, right. I would get upset. Oh yeah. I uh, I remember saying this to you when we first met, and uh, I remember saying, somebody asked me one time, I don't care how much you love Rudy, if somebody gave you a million dollars, if you took a baseball bat to bash his brains in, you'd do it. I'm like, yeah. what are you nuts? Like, yeah. there's no way. I, it could, be, so it could, be a, it could literally be a billion dollars, Dude, people are and so I wouldn't do that. Stupid. They're yeah. so stupid. Yeah. They, don't, they don't get it. They don't know. Yeah. They don't get I have it. people that say shit like that all the time. Yeah. Like, dude, I would trade every fucking thing I have, yeah, every fucking thing that I have and own and have accomplished, for that dog to still be alive. Yep, I, and that's the fucking truth. That's that's. I would start over from the fucking day one. It's the reason they call it man's best friend. Yeah, so. I would start over from day one. Yeah, and not even it. It would not even be a. It wouldn't even be a decision. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. They're good. So. Anyway, thanks, so, dude. This so turned out wh- to be what pretty we good. learned here on Sunday <laughs> sermon is don't fuck with Vaughn. That's right. Especially if you're a skinhead, he'll fuck you up. Or if you're a Sprint customer service agent. Yeah. He will fucking take that phone and jam it right up your...